What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week seven. So I'm going to run you through how the team is looking, talk about the transfer that I've already made and discuss things like captaincy and a double game week and stuff like that. I'll also run you through how I did in game week six. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you want to get your team rated for free, you can do that over on Fantasy Football Hub. I'll leave all the links you need for that in the description below. And if you want to sign up and make use of the other tools and features, there's a seven day free trial and 30% off at the moment make sure you check it out links in the description below so game week six wasn't too bad in terms of overall points I got 74 in total which was a big improvement over the 36 in game week five but it was still a red arrow and I think the big difference was in game week five most of our players just didn't get points whereas this week loads of players got points ones in my team and also ones in other people's teams as well so although I had Saka for 13 points Son 14 Fernandez 10 Botman was one of my transfers in he got 12 points I didn't have Trippier who got 16 Salah got another 10 pointer Matoma smashed it as well his ownership is quite high so it was a good total score 74 but it was still a red arrow a much smaller one than in game week five but still not great so I've fallen down to 961k just clinging on to the top 1 million still not panicking very early on in the season but I would like to get a couple of green arrows soon if I could in terms of the other players that scored points obviously Pickford didn't get me anything we're now six game weeks through the season I still haven't had a goalkeeper clean sheet the only silver lining is I didn't expect one this week anyway right I wasn't holding out hope for a clean sheet against Brentford away and if I'd wildcarded I would have gone for Flecken and he obviously conceded three goals so he wouldn't have been any better I know that people had Lennon uh, Lennon Leno and Johnston um, but I wouldn't have transferred them in anyway so I'm not really worried about that decision he's got some good uh, fixtures over the next couple of weeks Chilwell in defense awful bench twice in a row has come on got two yellow cards in the last two games and zero pointers both weeks. I think the worst thing for me is I genuinely thought about transferring him out and I went a different route in the end. So I discussed on last week's team selection doing Chilwell and Saliba to Trippier and Botman or one of those two defenders to Botman and Jackson to Alvarez. And in the end, I did Saliba to Botman, which was a good move. Saliba conceded a yes, he's got Bournemouth away in game week seven, but I don't really need him after that. But Jackson to Alvarez didn't gain me any points because they both got one pointers. So had I gone the Trippier route, I'd be 16 points up and I could just deal with Jackson this week, either to Alvarez or probably to Morris instead. So that's a little bit frustrating, but these things happen in FPL. At least I have Bottomman who got his goal. Eshipinian conceded again. Brighton still haven't kept a clean sheet so far this season, but he got an assist. I think he got a bonus point as well. So six points is pretty decent. And like I've already said, my Man United players... Fernandez got 10 points, so glad I held on to him. Obviously, Rashford blanked again, but some good fixtures coming for, uh, going forward. So hopefully, he'll be okay. We'll talk about him in a minute. In Burmo, one-pointer. He's only returned once in the last four weeks, so I'll discuss him a bit more in a minute. And I think with Son, obviously, that move didn't pay off in game week five when he had Sheffield United at home. And at that point, I'd made three transfers and gained no points from any of them. But all of a sudden, that Sterling to Son move looks pretty good. He's got two goals against Arsenal. And the better fixtures are to come. So overall, pretty happy. Ha uh, Harlan captain, 12-pointer. I did have Kabori on the bench. I did talk about possibly playing him ahead of Saliba and selling Chilwell instead. And that, that would, again, ne uh, netted me a few more points this week. And I think that's just, that's just being a classic FPL manager. I've actually done all right. Small red arrow. The team looks okay going forward. And I'm still picking faults in where I could have got extra points. I think it's a little bit easier to do that 
when you genuinely looked at other options. I think sometimes you just make a decision it doesn't work out, that's fine. I did look at doing the defender moves instead, but say la vie, it is what it is. 74 points, small red arrow. Let's take a look at game week seven. Going into game week seven, I've got zero free transfers, and that's because I've already made my move. On Sunday night, I did Chilwell to Trippier. I knew that Trippier was going to go up in price. I knew that Chilwell was going to drop. And once that happened, I then couldn't afford that move. I had the exact money to do it. So I went ahead and made that transfer. I spoke about it on the knee-jerk stream on Sunday night. i got to be honest, I was in two minds about whether to do it. And even when I made the transfer, I wasn't completely sure. And that tells me that maybe I shouldn't have made the move. Because by going Trippier, I've almost locked in the game week 10 wildcard. Because if I now don't want a wildcard and I still want to get Salah in easy enough, I've probably got to take a four-point hit. In the end, that's how I justified it to myself. I thought... Yes, Chilwell is quite likely, I think, at least in my opinion, to start this week. But it's still not a guarantee. There is still going to be some doubts there. Even if Chilwell does start, Trippier is still a better option this week regardless. And if I have to take a minus four to not use my wildcard and to get Salah in for a great fixture run, that's not the end of the world. So that's how I justified it to myself. But as I say quite a lot, if you're not 100% sure about a move you probably shouldn't make it. So the price change has kind of forced me into that transfer. And even now, a few days later, I'm still not completely sure how I feel about it. Although I've got to be honest, the way the team looks, it does look pretty nice having Trippier there. And it probably feels like over the last few weeks, I've only transferred in like the highest scoring players. But I have spoken about Trippier the last couple of weeks and I did consider him for game week six anyway. So this isn't a massive knee jerk or anything like that. And I think the double up on Newcastle defence, so I've got Trippier and Botman with Burnley at home, looks pretty good. Even over the next um, few weeks, it's West Ham away in game week eight, Palace at home game week nine, Wolves away game week ten. And even if I do wildcard in ten, the next three fixtures are pretty decent. And I think in terms of targeting other defenders... There's not a huge amount of other options that I want. Like, I could potentially have gone for cash, but I don't think Villa are getting a clean sheet this week. That could have been my move, right? If I think Chilwell is definitely going to start, I could have held him for Fulham away and then got cash in game week eight. And that would have allowed me to get Salah quite easily. But I just thought to myself, you keep saying you might put off the wild card, but deep down, it's almost certain I'm just going to use it in game week 10. So that was just another reason to make the move. So I have done that. Trippier and Botman in goal. I've got Jordan Pickford, and contrary to the TikTok comments that keep saying I shouldn't be making videos if I've got Pickford in goal, that things haven't gone great. It was a bad pick in game week one. I think the choice to not transfer him out the last few weeks has been justified, to be honest. Any goalkeeper I would have gone for hasn't been keeping clean sheets either. I wasn't going to bring in Johnston with Henderson there, although he went off injured in the Carabao Cup last night, so anyone that's got Johnston is now looking really good. But it's Luton at home this week, and then it's Bournemouth at home in game week eight. I've got to get at least one clean sheet. Surely, I deserve that. One clean sheet from Pickford over the next two games. That'll be one out of the first eight game weeks. Come on, just give me the six points, all right? So hopefully Pickford gets a clean sheet. And then my final defender is Kabori, uh, who's got Everton away, Burnley at home. The only reason I'm playing him is because I've had him since game week one. He's been on my bench. And obviously, it's a pretty good game week. He wasn't uh, started last night in the Carabao Cup, so he should start at the weekend. Could Luton get one clean sheet? Probably not. But obviously, you've got a couple of appearance points there, hopefully. And if he's playing wing-back, he's fairly attacking as well. And ultimately, I'm going to play him ahead of Estupinian with Villa away because I think Villa will score in that game. And my other option is Udogi against Liverpool at home. So it's a bit of a no-brainer to play him this week. Whether or not I would bring him in, probably not. But there might be 
some squads out there where it makes sense to bring in a cheap double game week to then have extra value to spend next few weeks so yeah i think that I, i'm pretty happy with the defense right pickford trippier botman kabori double game week burnley at home and then Luton at home it looks pretty good and turner got brentford at home will he go and get a clean sheet probably well i've got to play pickford that is the easier fixture so yeah defense i think looks decent Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's take a look at the midfield. And the obvious player to start with is Bakayo Saka, who is now yellow flagged. Mikel Arteta held his press conference ahead of Arsenal's Carabao Cup game on Wednesday and said that Saka is not available for that game and he is a doubt for the Bournemouth game at the weekend. Now, that press conference was held on Tuesday and Arteta also said at that point Saka hadn't been able to join training. So anyone that owns him, it is a less than ideal situation. It's also typical because all season I've been very fortunate to have no injuries in my team but i've also still not made any early transfers. i've been super cautious i've lost a bit of team value but where possible i always like getting as much information as i can this week i decided well i've got no money to spare to make the move i'll go ahead and do it and now saka's flagged so it is frustrating but i've got no one else to blame but myself because i watched the arsenal versus spurs game saka did get substituted a little bit earlier than you would have expected in a fixture like that and he was limping as he walked off so i took the risk one of the reasons i did that is because it always feels like saka's got some kind of a knock because he gets fouled so much and yet he always starts so that's why i took the risk but it might come back to bite me i know some people are saying they got Champions League coming up, Man City in game week eight. They're not going to be, uh, sorry, Arteta's not going to want to be without Saka. And so he's not going to be risked for Bournemouth. But if he's available, he always plays. So I'm not completely ruling him out just yet. I guess the thing to discuss here is what do I do if he is ruled out at the Bournemouth game? Because at that point, it would take a minus four to replace him. Now, I was already considering selling him in game week eight, either for a cheap midfielder, to allow me to get Salah easily and then to bring Saka back in for kind of game weeks 10 onwards or to someone like Madison as a short-term punt before wildcarding Saka back in. So in game week 8, they got Man City at home and in game week 9, they got Chelsea away. Now, obviously, Saka is a great option. He's on penalties. He's always going to start when he's fit. Great minutes as well. He could easily pick up points in those kind of fixtures. But I think a short-term punt was also perfectly viable. So if he's going to miss the best fixture of the next three... I could just bring that move forward. I do have a playing bench. So I've got Archer against West Ham away, Estrepinian against Villa away, and Udogi against Liverpool at home. I think the two defenders will concede. So then I'm hoping for attacking returns. Archer is at least going to play, probably going to get me two points. Whether he gets me any attacking returns, I'm not so sure against West Ham away. But any player that I bring in has to outscore those bench players plus four points. So even before Archer potentially gets an assist or a goal... He's going to be on two points, unless he gets a yellow card, of course. So you add the four-point hitting, suddenly that's six points. So whoever I bring in, has got to, I've got to be pretty confident they're going to outscore that this week because I could just obviously risk Saka. If he's not in the squad, one of my bench comes on, and then I can just transfer him out in game week eight as originally planned. So I'm not sure I would definitely sell him. If I do, 
it would probably be for James Madison, especially if I commit to game week 10 wildcard, because they would have Liverpool at home, Luton away, Fulham at home. I think that's a pretty nice fixture run. Obviously, he's flagged as well, so I'd have to wait and see if he's fit and available, but that would be the option. Otherwise, it would be to go to a cheaper midfielder with an eye to having the funds later on to get Salah without a wildcard. So that's the kind of two things I'm thinking about. If we look on fantasy football hub at the points projections obviously if you want to check this out links in the description below 30 percent off seven day free trial etc at the moment uh if we go to midfielders and let's just check the next three weeks so seven eight and nine because obviously as i've said a million times now potential game week 10 wild card the projected midfielder to score the most points or the midfielder projected to score the most points i should say is salah but i can't get to him in one move i'm not going to start taking minus eights minus twelves to bring him in then it's Son, already own. Then it's Fernandes and Rashford, already own them as well. And then it's James Madison. So my own instinct is to get Madison. This kind of backs it up as well. That looks like a pretty good move in the short term. After that, you've got Imbermo, who I already own. And then it's Diaby. And he's someone that I'm interested in. Because although I'm not keen on getting Matty Cash this week, because I think Villa will concede to Brighton, from an attacking point of view, it's a pretty good fixture. So it'd be Brighton at home. Then it's Wolves away, West Ham at home. Then it's Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home. That's when it gets really good. And that would potentially allow me to bring in Salah without needing the wild card, essentially. So that is another consideration. Someone like Diaby, maybe Eze as well. But Eze's got Man United away this week, then Newcastle away in game week nine. So I don't know if it's the right time to bring him in. But I think James Madison would be the obvious one. It's just whether James Madison is worth it, a hit, over just playing one of those bench players. And I know it seems exciting to just get madison and obvious that that would happen but if archer was to nick a dodgy assist or a dodgy get a dodgy goal or something like that all of a sudden you're looking at nine ten points plus that madison would have to hit this week so it's not as obvious as maybe as it, uh, it sounds when you say it out loud just to quickly run through the other midfielders because we spent a lot of time on saka obviously son looked great against arsenal um, didn't get any points against Sheffield united at home but the next three fixtures are decent and as i said i think on transfer tips yesterday I think he'll definitely start number nine against Liverpool at home. Even if he gets moved to the left for uh, Luton away and Fulham at home, they're still great fixtures. I'm not worried about him whatsoever. He could be their penalty taker as well. With Imbermo, Nottingham Forest away this week, Man United away in game week eight. So back-to-back away fixtures. He's only returned once in the last four weeks. They're missing Rico Henry now. I am a little bit more worried about him than I was a few weeks ago. But ultimately, it's going to cost me four points to get rid of him. So I've got to keep hold of him. And then it's similar conversation with Rashford and Fernandes. Man United played Crystal Palace in the Carabao Cup. They actually looked pretty good. Although I watched that game, Crystal Palace didn't put up much of a fight. But they didn't have Fernandes or Rashford in that team. Hoyland didn't start either. So I think that's a pretty good match. And then you've got another home game against Brentford. And then it's an away game against Sheffield United, who just conceded eight goals to Newcastle. So I think Rashford and Fernandes look pretty good for the next three weeks. Would I rather have Salah and like a Diaby or someone like that? Possibly, but I can't even afford that. I would have to make an extra move as well. And like I said, you're then looking at 12 points to get Salah in, who I'm not going to captain. And we've seen this week, those two players... Sorry, yeah, we've seen this over the season. Those two players are capable of returning despite the current narrative. Salah got 10 points in the last week. So did Fernandes. Rashford is more than capable of doing that as well. So I'm I'm happy just to stick to the plan. That was my original plan. Get to game week nine, then wildcard, and then decide what to do with the Man United players. I think for now, it's a pretty easy hold for Crystal Palace at home. So apart from the flag on Saka, I think things look pretty good, at least on paper. It doesn't always work out in terms of points.
And then up front, I've got the Man City double up. Julian Alvarez and Erling Haaland against Wolves away. And as it stands, Haaland is my captain. Once again, very boring, but I don't feel like I've got a better option this week. There will be lots of you out there that already own Carlton Morris or are looking to bring him in for the double game week of Everton away and Burnley at home. Might be thinking about captaining him. I don't mind that. I would like to think that if I had both Haaland and Morris that I would go for the double game week player because Everton away and Burnley at home are such good fixtures. But it's very easy to say that when I don't have to make that decision because Luton haven't been great so far this season. I don't think many of us are expecting a big improvement. But with Morris, you've got a player that's nailed on good fixtures and has penalties he's already on 5.2 points per match so far this season if you're ever going to take a punt against Haaland this is one of those weeks where you could think about it and for anyone that does do it I mean I hope it fails because I don't own Morris but it would be nice for something like that to pay off and I think it's a reasonable shout to Captain Morris I also think I also think it's perfectly reasonable to bring him in and still Captain Haaland if that's the way you want to go but for my team it's relatively easy if last week in game week six I'd gone Chilwell and Saliba to Trippier and Botman, which obviously was my alternative transfer thoughts. And I had Jackson right now. I'm pretty sure I'd be selling him to Morris. I don't think I'd be going straight to Alvarez. It's not that I think Alvarez is a bad pick now, but you've got Wolves away instead of a double game week. And then he runs straight into Arsenal away in game week eight. So I feel like at this point, you've missed lots of the price rises. He's probably not going to go up a huge amount over the next two game weeks. You can just put that move off another couple of weeks i would rather go for the double game week player but for my particular team right now if i wanted to do alvarez to morris i would have to take a four point hit and that is just not worth it if chilwell was still playing left wing etc and i was looking to keep hold of him and i bought uh, alvarez last week would i consider moving him straight on to morris i probably would because i like double game weeks that much but for my team, as it stands, minus four, just not really worth it. So I think the team is looking pretty good. At least I've got one double game week player. That makes me slightly happy. I could be happier if I had Morris, though. Um, I checked my suggested transfers on Fantasy Football Hub as well. If you want to check this out for your own team or you want to just get it rated, all the links you need are in the description below. Uh, and interestingly, it did do chill well to a Newcastle defender. Now, in this case, it's picked Fabian Share, but that's because it doesn't know that I've already made the move. So it thinks that I'm priced out of doing Chilwell to Trippier. Had I checked this on Sunday, I'm pretty sure it would have shown me Trippier instead. So my own kind of decisions are backed up here and that Chilwell probably needs to go a Newcastle defender looks like a good option and that's what I've gone for so if you want to check out all that stuff on Fantasy Football Hub for yourself links in the description below otherwise I'm going to leave that video there make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button if you've enjoyed it if you're on a pod or you listen on podcast make sure to rate five stars and I'll be back tomorrow with a game week preview Sports Social Podcast Network